first. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, well, okay, great. Well, as you know, at the time of that we are recording this, I just finished up my midterm week. Uh, and that little bit of free time has afforded me the ability to participate in some naughty activities. So oh no! <laughs> last night I uh, lit up some candles, sprayed a little aroma to make the atmosphere a tad more magical, uh, and got down and dirty with some leisurely activities. Um, now, don't let this surprise you. Uh, I, I used to do, the, do this thing all the time, but uh, in recent years it's sort of just lost its spark, I guess, especially considering the, the amount I'm asked to do it. Uh, I'm but on the I, edge of my seat. But I finally sat down and did a bit of it for my own enjoyment for once. Uh, anyways, the book series is called Twilight Rain, and it's really good. You should check it out. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it's like so concerned about where that was going, but I knew it had to be something like incredibly nerdy. So. Yes. Anyways, for my topic, moving on from that, <laughs> uh, for the past two weeks, I've been sort of in the thick, inky void of midterm season, so uh, time I could afford to anything fun was limited. But one thing that took hold for me uh, and pretty much consumed any spare moment I spent outside of studying and work was miniature models and terrain building. Wait, really? Yeah. Man, this stuff is so cool. Holy crap. <laughs> I feel like your entire life has led to this particular hobby. Oh my goodness, I cannot wait to like have a little spare time to actually build some of this stuff. Oh. What are you building? I, I haven't started anything yet, but I have like hundreds of videos saved to my watch later on YouTube. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I've just been going through any sort of little bit of content that I can find. Oh. Oh, it's so cool. I love it. I really do feel like your entire life led to this moment. Oh my goodness. Because, uh, like, just little craft hobbies and things to get my hands on. And, um, and yeah, like, anything sort of tabletop game related and... <laughs> So what are you planning on building first, then? Oh, I have no idea. I have, like, well, I guess I have the opposite of no idea. I have way too many ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so I just have to decide, but uh, I, I can't start working on this until sometime this summer. So I will hold off until then and hopefully have um, a bit more of an idea of what to start on. I can see you building a scaled-down model of the Shire. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that didn't even come across my mind. Um, but that is... That's that's something really cool I could probably do. Oh. That was, like, the first thing that popped into my head when you said you were going to build something. I was like, it, it, it's got to be this. It's awesome. Man. But yeah, like, people 
build uh, two scale houses, castles, like taverns and more for their like tabletop game miniatures. Uh, you can build interactive dungeons that piece together squares in any sort of form to show like movement speed for your characters. Um, and like some, D&D? Um, yeah, or like any tabletop game. Uh, some people act out or display like historical war scenes. Uh, and there are just so many different little factions of people that interact with these tiny little worlds. And, oh, they're just so cool. <laughs> so how miniature are we talking here? Because I saw something that was like an electrical outlet that was actually a secret door. And when you opened it up, it was like a computer room, like a 1990s. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the, uh, I guess, yeah, there's there's people who make like little book nook things that like just set in between uh like books on your bookshelf and there's little worlds in there like that pops up on my facebook all the time and um yeah just little stuff like that but yeah uh mostly what i've been looking at is for like your classic sort of uh like you have miniature characters on little pedestals and they're like 30 millimeters or some people do larger and they're like 70 millimeters but yeah if you think like uh warhammer stuff where there's like the little painted miniatures that you can you can get uh or for like D, &D uh little terrains that you can interact your characters with the world and stuff so uh, about that small so you're more into like the character building than like the world building oh i am like so into terrain oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> like oh i've watched so many like uh, mountain making videos and dungeon making and uh and like interactive houses and and towers and castles and stuff and oh oh it's so cool <laughs> how do how do they make things look so realistic do you know i have like well there's a number of tricks but like i, I just have to get my hands on some of this and and figure it out um but have you ever been to one of those, like, huge model train shows with all, like, the little towns and mountain passages and stuff? Yes. Yes. I think Calgary normally holds one every year or so in the Big Four building around Stampede time, I believe. Yeah, and, I think my oh, dad took me one year. Those are, oh my goodness. <laughs> I remember just I as, really... a, as a kid just, like, loving that. I was just about to say that. I was like, I really wanted, like, the realistic model trains as a kid, but we had unrealistic models and Hot Wheels, so we <laughs> built our cities out of Hot Wheels and Legos. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But, oh, just those whole landscapes, like, how do they make them look so real? It's... Wow. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, like, what's so great about the building process for all of these is like a lot of it is so budget friendly and many people even like make their own tools for crafting uh, out of stuff just like lying around their house uh like some examples are uh like you can use rolled up tin foil and just roll it over uh like some of your like if you've carved out like a stone wall piece that gives like a stone sort of rough texture over the entire thing um and that's just with like a sheet of tin foil and you have a couple cents out of your budget it's like a whole yeah. art to it hey yeah and there's like people use barbecue skewers to like stick foam together or clean up plaster 
um, and ballpoint pens create like round divots and foam that give like a great brick outline or, or something along those lines. Have you seen the tiny food one oh my goodness, uh, videos? Yes. <laughs> Are they like feed it to hamsters or whatever? Yes. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that all sorts of stuff like that shows up on my Facebook feed. <laughs> I wonder how they get, like, a stove that's so tiny to make their tiny food. I have no idea. It's got to be, like, some sort of mold, and then they cast it in iron or something. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Because, like, really, they, they do, like, light little fires and stuff and heat up. And <laughs> Yes. It's crazy. I thought you might have a guess because you knew about how they do, like, the bricks and stonework and stuff. Yeah, well, normally that's just out of, like, either foam or plaster or or something like that. Um, and they build the the walls and stuff. But yeah, to actually, like, light a fire inside, you would have to have, like, some sort of, uh, like, metal cast. Yeah, you'd want to make sure that the fire keeps burning so that you can cook something, but also not in a <laughs> way that just, lights your entire no. structure on fire. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. But yeah, like aside from those, of course, there's like more specialized tools that you can use to make the process a little quicker. Uh, and I guess that's that's the huge thing is it, it may be like very inexpensive, uh, like you can do it for very inexpensive, but the time that it takes, like even when you have some of these more specialized tools is uh, is a, a little crazy. Like it, it can take you um, like a week of full work to actually craft uh, like a, a small house or something and <laughs> if you're working on it full time uh but yeah uh like some of those tools like could be uh a lot of people have like proxon wire like hot wire cutters uh that sort of look like a bandsaw but you have like the heated wire that just slices through foam like butter um, oh yeah yeah, or like the, there's a number of sculptor's tools that people use for like just probably soldering irons. Um, well, not so much unless you're getting into like wiring and stuff. There is like little hot wire knives, though. Like the, it looks like a little F clamp, and then you can just like slice through stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a soldering iron. I think the tip would normally be a little too thick for a lot of the fine detail work that people uh put into these i guess probably uses That's for fair. it yeah um but yeah like sculptor's tools uh like people use it again for like scraping out plaster from between like rocks that they've assembled or or something or like creating a round divot in in whatever and yeah uh so Onto like core materials, a lot of people just use like foam core insulation, uh, glue and paint for the medium of their miniatures, uh, and just carve away and apply some painting techniques to get realistic coloring, etc. Uh, but yeah, you can also use stuff like real wood strips for like housing and flooring and all sorts of stuff. There are numerous videos of people making molds of real rocks to be used as like mountain landscapes and and cleaning up uh like dry brush to be used as organic looking trees and there's even a video i found where the guy sifted like actual dirt to use for for texturing like put a little glue down and then uh, put it over as as like a dirt base oh my god yeah it's 
it's wild. And you know, I was I was really into nail art for a bit, and I could paint like tiny designs and stuff. But I can't imagine doing like an entire house or even a city on a scale that small. Like hurts my eyes to <laughs> focus on something so close to my face for that long. Yeah. Well, a lot of the techniques that I've seen used for like, especially for painting, is you just um you prime the entire thing in like a dark color you just paint everything black over um and then you do like a base coat of like the the color you actually want to like be the backdrop um so for like uh uh sort of grassland terrain or or, or rocks you might start with like a dark gray or a dark brown um and right. then you like put in like a wash of several different colors that you want to make it look more natural like it's not just a static color uh and then you take over that and you do um like highlights and stuff whatever but then you do like a dark wash so you take like a really watered down black and then you wash over that and it just sort of the stuff that does pop a little too much it just sort of gets washed and everything's cohesive in a unit and then you go in with what they call a dry brush which is just like the tiniest little bit of uh like normally white or like a cream paint on the end of your brush and you uh uh don't put water or anything and then you just lightly scrub over it and it sort of highlights those dark colors in the cracks and stuff of of your model Sounds like yeah. so everything up to the the highlights and stuff sounded like doing a the base of a Bob Ross painting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like it, it's a lot of it isn't like really fine detail paint work that you have to like concentrate a whole lot over. It's a lot of just sort of layering and randomness. So you don't have to like get right up in it um, and hurt your eyes uh, until you get into oh, like see. miniature painting because that stuff is normally like high detail work. That's, I think that's more what I was thinking of, was, like, the miniature painting. I guess we have, like, a big enough magnifying glass and yeah. a steady enough hand you could do it. Yeah. I mean, there's those, like, soldering iron, like, stand stuff that you have the giant magnifying glass that you can, like, move in front of your face as you're working. Oh, uh, my God. Probably... Andy has one of those, and it has, like, eight spider arms with, like, clamps on it, <laughs> yes. so you can, like, hold things from different sides. That looks kind of creepy, to be honest. I can believe Andy would have something like that. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Uh, for I, I just have like, I have a stand like that that has like a couple arms off of it, just for like doing guitar wiring and stuff. But I, I can see like having some sort of like desk mount thing uh, that has like a magnifying glass for doing miniatures or or something along those lines. Yeah, his is for doing electronic work, too. Like, he solders things to fix them. I mean, this is me realizing that I don't really know what kinds of things he uses yes. it for. I think he's <laughs> I think he's going to build custom sensors for Greenhouse this year with it. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. <laughs> oh. So anyways, yeah, some of the more interesting techniques that I've witnessed um, are... Oh, there's this really cool, like, you can just purchase, like, soft 
woods in like various like dowel shapes like square or round or or like uh like eighth inch sheets or 16th inch sheets and and like cut them all up for doing um like uh floorboards or uh house posts or whatever um but if you take that and like cut it out with an exacto knife so it's all sort of like rough looking you uh to make sort of an older tavern or whatever uh you can take a steel brush on this like very flat straight grain wood and you can rub it uh like rub the soft wood against the steel brush and that creates like a really deep sort of weathered grain look um uh and then yeah like once you put the base coat like a, a dark stain over it and dab it off then it like it, it seeps into that grain and makes it darker and really stand out and um it's oh it's amazing it, it really like looks woodworking like at the smallest possible scale yes but yeah like even something like you just take a steel brush and you just rub it all over and then that creates such a textured layer and it looks like grain and all you need is like a, a like a balsa wood that you could find at any hardware store for like two bucks and uh it it's mm, i could really get into this <laughs> I, I can definitely see that. I was just thinking of, like, myself really getting into this. I was like, I don't think I could do it. Like, I don't think I have, like, the... I don't think I have steady enough hands, enough coordination, or the patience to do something like that. But if you get really into it, mm -hmm. I would love one of those outlet things where, like, there's, like, an outlet that doesn't actually plug in in your house, but it opens, and then there's, like, a tiny room behind it. I think oh, that would yeah. be cool. Oh, but... Then also you have to think, like, if somebody tries to, like, plug into that thing. <laughs> that is true. It could cause a lot of damage. Well, yes. maybe if you made the outlet so that, like, North American things wouldn't plug into it. Like, you make it, like, slightly mm -hmm. off-size so people are just like, where will my stuff plug in? And then they look for a different outlet. Yes. Uh, but still, like, crafting out of foam and stuff, if somebody tries to put, like, a plug into that, it's just gonna, like, crunch. <laughs> that is that is true yeah you'd have to get like a an actual plate and like really solidly glue it in there but all oh, those those yeah. do look those do look so cool like the, a little a little world behind the uh, doorway or like one of those little book nooks oh. yes or oh, there's a painting yeah. that hangs somewhere in your house and if you take off the painting there's like a little world behind it <laughs> yes i think that kind of stuff is so cool oh it just little hidden worlds. I love it. I talked about the the dry brushing just a little earlier. Um, and a really cool thing, like a use that I saw uh, for the dry brushing is like not only for like doing rock faces, uh, like I said, but you can do it on like floorboards. So like you have your base stain on the floorboards, but then you go in with like a little light... Uh, dry brushing around what would be high traffic areas and it looks like it's worn to like people's footsteps um oh cool and are around around that room and stuff and and where so it's so not just you, like, like you would go new... yeah you would go like heavier not... around doorways and stuff where like a lot of people would go through and then you would go less heavy around like corners of the room and close to the wall where people wouldn't normally uh like walk and stand so it's not just like making a new house or anything. It's like 
you can make something that looks like it's actually lived in by these tiny people. Absolutely, that, yes. That adds to it so much, I think. Mm-hmm. And the most wild thing for, like, D&D and tabletop gaming uh, is people make, like, multi-story houses that the, the stories come off, like, one at a time, so you can... Uh, like play around on the first floor like if you go into a tavern there's like the the kitchen and the seating and bar area and whatever uh, and then up the stairs you can create a second level that just like fixes on top of that with like magnets or just like set in place with uh, like wood on the bottom uh, and then you could have like an in level on on top of that and you could have like four stories of playable space that you just take one off after the other and all of those are workable rooms that you can put your miniatures in can you imagine though like preparing a DD campaign is already so much work but to build a miniature like cavern or dungeon or whatever oh my it would be so much yes. effort i can't oh uh, but that's where like it, it would take a little planning like before you even get into the campaign uh, but a lot of the stuff that you do, like, you can just make, like, grass terrain or woodland terrain uh, or, like, cave terrain and then have it just all pieced together in little tiles so you can, like, customize it on the fly. And, like, as long as you have those pieces and you can uh, create that, um, like, beforehand, then you can pretty much piece those little bits together in any sort of way that you want. Uh, oh, so it's like customizable. I think that's an important part yes. in a D&D campaign because you don't want to like railroad your characters mm-hmm. into doing what you wanted them to do. Yeah. So like a lot of people will do like three inch squares um, and then they'll like divide those three inches uh, into like nine panels. And then that's your like five foot movement speed for D&D or whatever. Um, and then you just put like magnets or whatever on the side and they all like interlock together and you can do whatever order. Like if you have a road going through, you could put a bend piece in um, if you want to customize it. And oh, it's just, oh, it's so cool. That is really cool. It's like being a kid as an adult. I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> it's like the step up from building like a Lego city. Yeah, yes, that is exactly what I was trying to say. <laughs> it's like I'm Will Ferrell in the Lego movie, and <laughs> except for I actually play in it. I don't just, it's not just there. I've never seen a Lego movie, and the only Will Ferrell movie I've seen is Elf. Oh no. <laughs> Elf's not a very good movie. <laughs> oh, I love Elf. <laughs> it's, oh, it, it. It is very much the Will Ferrell type of humor, but it's got it's got some good stuff and it's got heart. So <laughs> anyways, that is what I've been nerding out on this week. Um, <laughs> if I don't speak to you for several months this summer, it's most likely likely because I'm building and sitting in my own little world in a dark room somewhere. <laughs> that's that's fair. I mean, maybe I'll come pull you out of your little world with what I'm going to tell you about next episode. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, No well. spoilers, though. Oh, yes, no. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. 
Bye. Thank you for listening to the Arcana Archives, an exploration into nerddom. If you have any questions or suggestions for future topics or guests, please reach out to us at arcanacollective.archives at gmail.com. Or follow us on Facebook or Instagram with the username at Arcana Archives. Hope to see you again! 